okay thank you once again guys for joining us hello everyone welcome to the film joint twitter space uh discussion let's talk film my name is dawn in Techim rex and i'll be co-hosting this space with uh, benga adilti so thank you once again i'm sure i'm not the only one you know that's very excited about today's topic it's something that probably has been at the back of our minds you know the business of filmmaking and once we hear business we always remember our ego brothers you know who always have how to say you know they have business you know in dubai or in mauritius and then we link it to money because we all love money but what happens is that uh, we creative most times uh, we just know the art of of the craft basically but not the business side and so to do us justice to our topic today is a man of uh, timber and caliber <laughs> he is the ceo and senior producer of suzu films with close to 15 years of experience in the film and tv journey he has produced movies like um living in bondage breaking free where was the line producer you know rattlesnake the hannah story and in even the newest aki and popo please give an emoji round of applause to mr chris Ode. i want to be seeing the emojis guys <laughs> i want to be hearing it too i want to be hearing the emoji <laughs> thank you sir for joining us <laughs> Hello, believe it again. I don't know. Twitter, Twitter space is a very strange place for me because you don't hear people talk back at you. You just keep talking yeah. and talking. Yeah. I don't know. I hope I yeah. can flow. Yeah, we'll definitely flow. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, so Thank I guess I'm going to talk for like 20, 30 minutes. Then we can um, see how we can pick it up from there. All right, all right, all right. So, yeah, so I, I, was... I was asking, I was asking uh, Benga, I don't know who reached out to me, me if, if you guys wanted to ask me questions Benga. and I'll respond, or if you wanted me to just go. Okay, so I was thinking, blast. I was thinking, no, like, because I think what we'll do is to break it up a bit. I think you talk, you know, for a bit, and then people might have questions, I might drop in something the audience because what we want to do is that if anybody wants to ask a question they can just request to speak so that by the time you finish talking say like a full boss you know for some time you know people have questions you can answer and then you continue so that it doesn't uh, feel okay. uh, one-sided exactly one-sided. exactly exactly mm. all right hello everyone right. thank you for joining hello i can see my gang people i can see fumi i can see tecla i can see sam moje i can see i don't know Another person that I can't see, I think Tega, because it's nice to have my gang, so that I know that no matter what I say, no matter how stupid it sounds, so people that will say, yeah, yeah, we will need the snapping of the finger for me, so, you mean, you mean, so always, yeah, we'll be using the emoji snapping and the emoji clap. <laughs> so Zara, you're welcome. So yeah, cool. So um, I, 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 I was trying to sir. figure out what, yeah. Yeah, so just, just before, there's something that we usually do, uh, just oh, really? so that uh, we into the topic and all we, we usually ask our guest speakers to just uh, tell us their, their, like uh, their journey so far you know and probably how how they got into filmmaking i think sometimes it usually helps people are get inspired they're like oh, oh you saw a vision oh i also saw a vision also oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, okay. I think we can start from there yeah 
So like like Radio Pool we say, I was in my hotel room that day and the Lord said to me. <laughs> and and an anointing came upon you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like this is it. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't know. I, as much as I feel like I was made to be a filmmaker, I, I don't know if, if my life was patterned to be a filmmaker, you know. From when I was a child I always had passion for films. I loved watching films. I had those ideas of how I could make better films and all of those kinds of stuff, even as a Young, young child. I had another brother who watched a lot of films and he was writing the name of the films he had watched. He had, was writing down the names on his, um, what do you call it now, on his notebook, 40, 40 Leaf Exercise book. So when he went to university, I, I adopted the character and I started writing down mine. And after a while, I'd written mm-hmm. so many because we were watching films back to back then from VHS. So when I got into... When I got into secondary school, it was not a no-brainer for you to be a science student in my family because science was taken as serious people, while arts were taken as serious in my family. Even I don't yeah. think that is true. Yeah, but that was what was going on. Then I moved on to um, university to study engineering. You know, I don't know if I wanted to. I wanted to be a pharmacist at some point. Later, I just kept changing courses. So I went in and I went to for mechanical engineering. I started studying it, and I was doing quite well. Doing quite well, and in my my second year, my dad had died, and it just, it not, it's not any not dramatic story of really chasing out of school and all of those things people say in Nigeria. I was still, everything was still normal in my family after my dad died, but um, I just realized that I just wanted more with life. You know, maybe seeing him have stroke for a year and die, I just realized that life will make no meaning without purpose. So, uh, and I'd gotten born again then, so I switched to um, search for purpose, reading my morals books like mad, and I discovered a comedic part of me. I started doing comedy, MC work, an engineering student that does that. And after a while, it became quite exciting. I started a, a, an event planning company called Origins.com that failed at some point. I just kept doing stuff and it started distracting me from school. And in my final year, I got a carryover in my final year for the first time and it made me spill over the course. And um, that was when I sat down to ask myself a big question and I want to ask everybody. Why the hell am I on earth? What what am I doing here? Why are you here? Why are you not a goat or a cow or a pig or a puppy or a tree or toothpick? Why are you a human being? Why are you a Nigerian human being? Why are you an evil Nigerian human being? Why are you living in Abuja, living in Lagos? Why, why, why? So I, I started I started um, I started looking into my life and asking myself those questions. I remember I had moved to my my, my same brother that inspired me to start watching films. He had moved to Zambia to work there. I went to his house and I sat in his house and I was just going through books and asking myself questions. Why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Why do I love film? Why do I love stories? Why am I a comedian? Am I really a comedian? Am I just fooling around and all of those things? And the good thing about life is when you ask questions, you get answers. Mm. If you really stay, if you stay, if you stay long enough. So I started getting answers. I was writing. I don't know about people who go to ask those kind of questions without paper and biro. I wrote books upon books. I, was, I filled up about two, two diaries in like three months in that space or two months in that space. I was writing every day and all of that. And those days, I, I want to say, fashion the way my life turned out. This is 2006, I think, or 2005. So that's about almost 20 years ago, 18 years ago. And when I came back, I faced my school. I tried to finish up and get my spillover done. Then my elder brother, again, the same guy who has been influenced in my life, told me that if you really want to do this thing, why don't you just go? No, 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 sorry. My girlfriend, then, who's my wife now, had told me one day that, see, you see your comedy and all this you're doing here. You want to really do entertainment. Go and do what your mates are doing. You main one in Lagos. Ah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it sounded like an insult, but later I looked at it and I was like, ah, this guy shall get sense. 
you know. So I, I decided to tell my brother that okay, I'm going to go to Lagos to go and do entertainment and all of that. So my mom had told me that it's not going to work, but she's going to give me two years. If it doesn't work, I have to get a job. So my other brother took it upon himself, got a, a job offer in Lagos, I sent me the call for whatever application, sent it to me, I applied, got invited to come to Lagos for the job. I went there only to find out it was more a Budu's company that was starting, starting a talk show. She needed young producers and writers. I applied, we were 52. She picked five of us. I got selected. I had never been to Lagos in my life. I'd never done anything, TV or film. All I'd done was comedy, stand-up, MC, and some lame, lame coverage jobs. And working in church. So I jumped on the opportunity, worked for her for a year, learned so much, got fully inspired. And I moved back to Abuja to start my own company. And when I started my company, I wanted to focus more on film. So I made the first film called 1230. A, a mentor of mine, Sebari Vietaspeef, had called me to produce a film while she directed. The film was a, if you've known me for a while, I'll talk about this film, was a massive failure. It was a massive failure. It was worse than Buari's government. It was massive failure. Massive <laughs> failure. Yes. <laughs> you know, it was it failed on every front. It was a 47 million era film. We got some money. We started, we didn't finish the film. Till date, the film is still not finished. And we started that film in 2010. By the time I came back, I was indebted to my pastor, indebted to my mother, indebted to my brother, indebted to my landlord, indebted to my friends. I was paying money everywhere because we were borrowing money to keep the film afloat. And the film refused to finish. So I had to now sit down and say to myself, if you don't have 47 million to make a film, why don't you make a film for 7 million? So I spent the two years of almost depression, 2010 and 2011, learning how to make films for cheap, making films when you don't have money. And that was the period I wrote a story called Anytime, a short film, that went ahead to win Home Vida and put my name on African Magic for two years. Every day, they were showing the film every day on African Magic for two years. And it made my name to be like a, a staple in people's minds. So I, I made that film, I got $80,000 for writing that story. And from there, I started learning how to write small films. And in 2012, life gave me another opportunity to, to tell a story again called Learning Curves, which literally was my own learning curves to particularize all I'd learned from YouTube, from videos, from books, from my failures. I went in to make a film for several million naira called Learning Curves. And the film came out and made all this money and even profit in one night because it was made by a politician's son who invited all our friends to come for the premiere and they gave contributions and the film made so much money. And from there, I moved on with Ihio Kujae because she was part of Learning Curves. She hired me to be her own co-producer for her own film, Make a Move. We made the film again for 8 million naira. It came out looking really beautiful. It was a dance movie, had Majid, had Two-Face, had Derry It was directed by Nia Kimolaya. It was one of his first, first films. And from there, I became the guy who was for the small budget films, the guy who could make film from nothing. And then I went ahead to make films like um, Dina. I made Oloibiri. Oloibiri was my first big film. It was a million dollars under Rogers of And my life just started picking up from there. I made Dina, co-produced Idemuza, made Crazy People, made Last Caller. Then I got the opportunity to work with Play Network to do. Um, so I became Ramsey's partner and manager in 2016. I went ahead to do Living in Bondage, Rattlesnake and Maker, um, and Akira Popo, recently Choke, and now working on... To Kumbo and model. And fine, you know, I was looking at people that calling me veteran. Oh, mighty filmmaker. Oh, I was like, what? Where? 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 Who again? <laughs> like, I still don't know where. I, I still don't know where that thing happened because I, all I know was I was just making films, making, making films, lifted up my head, and I was being told I was part of the top top people in the industry. I really don't know how that is, and I still don't believe it till tomorrow. But that is my story. I hope it's interesting enough. Yes, very interesting. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting and. Uh... I mean, 15 years, 15 years is not easy. So, I mean, I think you deserve the win. So, <laughs> thank you. 
right. So yes, I think now we can. I mean, looking at the topic, I think the, I think a question that can sum up the topic is, how do we make a living from filmmaking? And I, I personally, I think that's it, <laughs> because. People go into filmmaking and we're just like, oh, more, we just they struggle. Let's just be doing this thing. But personally, I think it's because I think many people don't really understand the business side of it, and we're just trying to make film, make film. So, so, so I like this question you asked. How do we make money from filmmaking? A lot of people ask, how do we make money from a film? There are two different questions. I honestly think that we should make money from filmmaking. And not necessarily from a film. Mm. There is this strong passion and all of that. People make films because they want to make money. When you make a film because they want to make money, you limit your story. And whether like, no matter how great an actor, great a filmmaker you are, every time you set out to make a film, it is a gamble. Because filmmaking is one of the very few professions that the judgment and the success of your film is in the hand of the consumer. Yeah. It's, it's a terrible thing. You make a beautiful film, you love the film, you put all your heart, your soul, your money, your energy in it. People are watching another piece that say nonsense. Is that all they could do? What a waste of time. And you hear those comments and you feel so, as I say, a lot, of, a lot of filmmakers have mental health issues because it's not an easy place to be. It's not an easy place to be. So I said to people, don't make money. Money can come from film, but don't make it your goal in life to make money from a film. Make money from filmmaking. Filmmaking mm. is an industry. It's got layers now. Now, now, Donna, take me from my slide. I have a slide in front of me that I wanted to use to buzz those YouTube. Ah. But now let me, oh, yeah, let yeah. me focus on <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me Let me stay with passion. So now let me tell you guys. <laughs> filmmaking is a, an industry that has tiers and layers of different services. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So I make films, but I don't live from films. I run a company called Sozo Films in Abuja, and one of our focus is to make documentaries. Yeah. So when I make a film, because a film might take a 12 months, 8 months, 10 months, sometimes 24 months to turn over the money you put in it. And so I might even turn over the money. Money might not even be enough for you to feed yourself or feed your family. I'm a family man. I have a wife and I have a beautiful wife and three beautiful kids. Happily married. And now I can't say, ah, the film no sell low. Cinema point and say, hey, the film no sweet. So people didn't go and watch, ah. Nibo, school fees will not wait for your film to be sweet. Neither with your house rent or your mortgage or your hospital bills. You got to make a living. And as a filmmaker, most times you're freelance. So what I realized is I need to find something. I say this every time I have the budget to talk to young people. That you see in life, God gives you a fruit. But every fruit has two parts. It has the part that you're meant to eat as food. And it has the part you're supposed to give back to the soil as seed to create more, more fruits. Am I making any sense? Yeah. So every time you have a talent from God, it has two parts. The part of your talent that should feed you. and part of your talent that should grow you. You need to discover which part. All this putting all your eggs in one film. I say when this thing comes out, it will sell. It will be a blockbuster. Then I will go and buy my house. And I will now send my mother to the UK and send my brothers to school abroad. And you make that film, it doesn't work. That's why people have mental health issues. You put so much responsibility and weight on one project. But you forget to remember that the film industry has different tiers. There's script writing. Mm. There's ADing. 
while you are a filmmaker telling your own story, you can edit for another person. While you're a filmmaker telling your own story, you can be a writer for African Magic, a writer for Iroko, a writer for all the YouTube specials. You can sell scripts. While you are a filmmaker trying to tell your own story, you can be a continuity for someone else. You can be a post-production supervisor. You can do subtitling. Mm. Dialogue text for someone. You can be transcribing. You can be shooting documentaries. You can be making beautiful wedding videos. You can be taking photographs of people. You can still be using a part of your talent to make some money to keep your head afloat. But no, it must be this thing with the language of make picture. So you put so much burden. So what you don't know is that when you put too much burden on your film project, you lose your ability to sincerely express your art. Because there's so much tension on the project. When you're not here saying, now come to the rain, now come to the rain now. You're not taking a beautiful story that would have been beautiful. You're not going to put in slapstick, dry comedy jokes inside. Now what are you down? Now you don't have a film you're not proud of. Because you're here saying a comedy they sell. But what stops you from doing what you need to do to keep... There are different things in filmmaking. Brokering of deals. There's a guy called Sean Fakwa. Sean Fakwa is an actor. Sean Fakwa also runs... He also acts an, as an agent for distribution companies when he's not acting. Evie is an actor. She also writes. Lota, is a, Lota Chuku is an actor. She also produces and directs. Mr. Ramsey is an actor. He also directs and produces. So you need to understand how to work the mass in because you cannot put the weight. The, your creative expression cannot carry the weight of your body or the burden of your, of your needs. Mm. If this is the only thing I say here today, bruh, deliver yourself. Mm. Ask yourself a question. In this film I'm doing, which one is supposed to feed me? Or which one is supposed to make me great? You didn't invite me here because I'm able to feed my family. You invited me here because you've watched my films and my films look great. But those films that look great, they didn't necessarily feed me. Because it's mm. also the addiction. It's also the addictive tendency of film business. I'll tell you what it is. You make a film, mm. the film makes 100 million. The moment that 100 million hits your account, the next thing I think is how to make a 100 million in a film. Instead of you to take money and go out, because that's how films are. The moment you start making, you want to make bigger ones. Mm. Yeah. Because now they you know, so you want to, you don't want to be, you know, people think, ah, let me just do one film and break into this top notch. Like get AMVC, AMVC invitation. Hey, I'm arrived. The moment you break mm. into that thing, the next thought in your mind is how do I stay in this place? How yeah. do I stay relevant? I don't want to be a one hit yeah. wonder. So it doesn't yeah. end. First is to break in, next is to stay, next is to leave a legacy. It's unending. It's addictive. Mm. It's an opium. And everybody needs to be careful about it. Mm. Mm. But let me go back to my notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so filmmaking mm. actually can make money. And the first thing I was going to say to you, I'm going to teach you four things today, if I have the time. The first one is how to write for a target audience. Goose eye writing. Goose eye. You need to learn how to write for a target audience. The second thing is you need to learn how to make money at the different stages of your production. Make money while you're doing pre-production. Make money while you're producing the film. And make money after you produce the film. Mm. People only remember how to make money after they produce the film. But people fail to realize that people like Kunle Apolai and Co. have learned the art of making money before they made the film through sponsorship. The third thing I want to teach you is writing for profit. Mm. And the fourth one is casting for profit. Mm -hmm. 
I hope we have the time to do all of this. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me let me let me stay let me stay with let me let me stay with writing for profit. Because that's where we end. So we know we have that one in the in the in the pipeline. So writing for profit is different from writing a profitable film. People think that all the time you make a film, you know, so because if you are writing for profit, it means that when you write, yeah, the film becomes big, then the film gives you money. Yeah, I understand that. But I'm saying you can also make money for some things. Let me give an example. So my, 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 your, maybe a child in your house will go to school and carry a, a bag that is branded Khan or branded Mickey Mouse or branded Superman. Ask yourself a question. Which, how many Nigerian characters can you create a bag for? How many of the characters we create can merchandise? Because the name is so normal. You name your character Sandra. So how can you say Sandra bag? <laughs> so you're writing. It's just writing. You're writing because you want your director to be impressed. You want your audience to say, wow, amazing writing. You're so beautiful in your writing. Oh, take the AMVC, take the armor. Take, you know, but you don't understand that writing for profit is the ability to create memorable characters. Characters that Generations will remember. Mm. So I spent some hours of today watching Godfather. And you know, I just realized that when people say, ah, the guy is the Don, Don Colone, the name still thrives. Mm. 51 years after. When you call someone the Don Colone, it means the guy is the guy. 51 years after. The name stuck. So yeah. we used to have that. We used to have Baba Salah. We used to have Jaguar. We used to have. Akia Popo, we used to have for Sophia, we used to have those names, but we don't have them anymore. Imagine yeah. playing like being able to create a game out of Akia Popo years after, and it's making sense. Yeah. The commenters even yeah. understand that they understand basket mouth, loud mouth, I would die. I would say they have names, they have brands around them, only bone, last bone. Mm. They have different kinds of names. But we just write stories with English names. With English character, with shirt and trousers, nothing dynamic about it. Even as as as, as um, backward as we claim Mount Zion is, which I don't believe they're backward. I think they're just in their own. They found their own niche and they stayed there. Ishawuru, if I call Ishawuru today, how many of you don't know Ishawuru? Show me your hands, if you know Ishawuru. It's talk. I am Matanga, which is the next point. So you create memorable characters, which comes with their names, their personality. What they do, the moment Superman tears his shirt open, he's about to save someone. The moment he tears his shirt open, when he takes off his glasses, he's about to save someone. Actions that, the moment Papa just could hit his head, jibi, 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 he's about to laugh. So they have memorable names, they have memorable actions, repeatable actions. Because what makes those things stick is the ability for kids in the house. When we were kids, we would carry our mom's wrapper and tie on our neck, just climb on the chair and jump, hoping to fly. Where did they land up from? Watching Superman. My kids, the tomorrow will pass me within, like, so Spider-Man. I used to tell one, the youngest one, say, oh, guy, you know, guess, you know, you know web. You cannot be eating beans and, and, and having web. <laughs> you know, but the truth is, he's seeing it on TV and he's thinking that's the way to go. Memorable names and memorable actions is how to create characters. Why are writing? Create characters that are memorable. Because you know what you can do? Let me give you an example. Do you know you can write a script, sell the script, but keep the rights to the character? Do you mm. know? I, do, I you don't, don't know, know that, that too. 
Okay. Uh... Because if I say, give me 200,000, don't worry, I'm okay. I'm a person school fees. School fees on the way. I'll just be okay. You can patent because you can patent the, the character. So the character in your story, yes. The character in your script, yes. The script, the story owns owned by this person. But this character outlives. I'll give an example. So let me give an example. There was a character called Osofia. Osofia was in some films yeah. that was belonged to Kiss the Goro. Osofia was, was, was in a film called Ikuku. The, the film that created the Sofia character is called the Kuku. And it was also written by, mm-hmm. by Kiss the Goro. I forgot the name of the writer. So Kiss the Goro cannot lay hold on Osofia. Kiss the Goro only has the right to put Osofia in different nations. Osofia in Dubai, Osofia in UK, mm-hmm. Osofia in Atlanta, Osofia in Mars. But the mm-hmm. Sofia character, Gongoni, belongs to the person who created the Kuku, where he was a drunk village gossip. Who's your mother? Who's your mother? That's where Osofia came from. In fact, there are claims that Nkemo War now owns the character of Sophia. So you can. The second thing is when you have created memorable characters and memorable um, uh, actions for the character, you need to also remember that you need to also create punchlines, catchphrases. Say hello to my beautiful friend, Tony Montana. Yeah, not too sweet, to not too big to my. You see, how many Nigerian films can you remember in life? How many Nigerian films can you remember? Like? I remember Papa Jackson. Woto, 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 is in 75 films. Is it a promise or is it, is it a threat? Is it, it's not a promise. It's a threat. It's not a threat. It's a promise. It's in 700 films. No memorable lines. Because everybody's talking like your neighbor. You're writing, you're creating the film and all the characters are like you and your brothers and sisters. Nothing memorable. Sound of music, 1950, not too sweet, not too, not too sour, just too pink. Different kind of story. Mm. I wonder if he has a change for the quarter. Problem child, part one. So the list can go on and on and on. Finally, a, 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 a worthy opponent, the battle will be legendary. Kung Fu Panda, part one. Yeah. The list can go on and on and on and on. Good morning, my neighbor. Hey, fuck you. Yes, yes, fuck you too. Come to America. Um, Tell me two Nigerian films. You can remember what they said in the Punchline. Catchphrases. Memory. Because these things also help you to create beautiful trailers. Yeah. It helps yeah. you create beautiful trailers. Yeah. So if you want your film to profit you, you have to also be able to position your film to do good trailers. Why trailers are hard to cut in Nigeria? Because... Everybody's talking normally at the same tempo, at the same pace, at the same pitch. Mm. Oh, then you need to also creatively look for how to organically infuse brands into your story. Every time you're writing a story about radio station, radio station, radio presenter, how many radio stations are giving people money to shoot film? How many people are giving people money to shoot radio? How many people are giving people money to shoot film? Look for brands. Write about a pilot. Write about a hair hostess. Write about a girl who works in a factory where they are manufacturing Indomie. Write about a boy who works in a place where they are manufacturing diapers. Write about a child who is, who is an activist against malaria. Write a guy who is fabricating cars, Nigerian cars, like innocent. Explore things that can organically... You see, the problem is that you've written your script already. Now you're looking for how to throw in brand. 
You just say put the put the coke, put the coke there, put the coke there, put the fanta there. Okay, uh, uh, GP, GP, oh yeah, let's shoot. Action. So you look insane. We put, we put the coke here. You get my point? Coca Cola was in because must be crazy, but it was an empty bottle from beginning to end. But the bottle was a lead role in the thing. Yeah. It was an empty. Yeah. But the guy drank the bottle, threw it from the plane, and that bottle was there from beginning to end. Coca Cola advanced. No, no liquid inside the bottle. What was the lead character? When I when I when I when I heard the guy's speech for that film, he said he told Coca-Cola. He says I'm gonna show the world that a Coke bottle is super important. Coca-Cola is so important, it's even important when it's empty. No, it's even important when it's empty. See a pitch. So you need to look at all of this writing. Don't just create a story because you feel like creating stories. The next one I'm going to talk about, I wish I had time, but the second one I'm going to talk about is casting for profit. If you're going to cast in a film, people, you know, there's this argument of, uh, am I going to cast a big brother, or should I cast a influencer, or should I cast a, a, a performer? There are three things that matter for me when I'm casting. One is the physical and cultural fit. Is the character physically and culturally fit? You're shooting a Yoruba film. Somebody that is speaking uh, 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 fake Yoruba, all these Igbo boys that learn Yoruba in, in Alaba, you know, you might be speaking like uh, Latifa did image in your film. You've already lost all the Southwest markets in your film. Uh, good. I've made those mistakes. I know what I'm talking about. I don't want to mention names here, but you people know I've made those mistakes. So let's keep it mm. as a personal secret. So I'm teaching <laughs> you for my own mistakes. <laughs> Fine. You are saying the person is in the army. You're not going to hire somebody that is five feet seven. The minimum height in the army. There's a minimum height. So no matter mm. how good the actor is, he's your best friend's best friend. He doesn't fit. There's a build you expect from an army person. You see, the guy is like sweet. Says a beautiful girl. Oh, beautiful girl. I know they say beauty there of the beholder. But we not see the beautiful girl show up. Ha! We're waiting for the real one to come. No, 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 no. This is not the beautiful girl. Say, oh, mommy, the girl I'm bringing for dinner today, my wife to be, she's so beautiful. Knock on the door, go, go, go. The girl opened the door. Ah. Is, she, is it the girl's mother? No, it's the girl. Wow. It's in the eye of the beholder. It's in the eye of the But this time around, the beholders are plenty. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Beholders, fuck. You have to get somebody that. So I keep saying this. I didn't have to do I said, see, I'm sorry. Film and TV is for beautiful people. You have to be an eye candy, except you want to be relegated to particular kind of roles. Someone say, "Ah, oh, Chris, you're being, you're being, you're, you're, you're objectifying people." I say, "No. If you are shorter than five feet seven, you cannot be in the army. If you have eyesight problems, there are jobs you cannot be a pilot. There are jobs that require particular physical features. Acting requires you to be fine to the eye." All these people, all these people in uh, Mexican soap opera. Do you have you ever seen anybody ugly there? Even driver, fine, long hair. Just the people watch it. Except you're showing the cultural story. You're not going to find someone that has all the cultural uh, things on it. Because the person physically or culturally fits the role. That's the first thing you need to look at. Secondly, does the person have dexterity? This is two performance power and resume. Performance power and resume. How do I mean performance power? Does he have the power to deliver this thing you want the person to deliver? And has the person proven it before? 
Because you see, some people don't understand. It's one class for audition. Person delivers at the audition. Wonderful. This boy is an actor, method actor. Now, you forget that this actor took his bath, came, sat down in one corner in the, in the hall, prepping for this audition. When you say action, he delivers. Now, he's going to be on a set where he's going to have to deliver constantly, constantly for 20 days. He has to be able to deliver after his girlfriend just broke up with him. He has to be able to deliver when they've not offered the welfare person for what is food. He has to be able to deliver when he's arguing his payments money with the producer. They say action. It's able to. The person shouldn't just only be good at acting, but be able to come in and out, like be able to be it every time they need him to be it or need her to be it. Then the third thing you need to look at is the marketing range. If this person is in your film, the person is physically fit, or the person has dexterity, which is experience and performance rate, does the person have any marketing range? How many people go to cinema? In fact, even on Netflix, when you go to Netflix, you're scrolling Netflix to watch a film. You're either looking for a film you've been told about or a film that the poster catches your eye. So marketing is important. So all of this talk of, ah, don't cast Big Brother people, don't cast the influencers, they're spoiling film. You see, it, it's balance. I'm not old school or new school. I believe in balance school. You need to be in the middle. Now, what is the middle? If you're going to make a film with 10 actors, 10 actors, I came up with this principle. It's called the 40-30-30 principle. You need to employ 40% of the actors that physically and culturally fit your film so that people will see that you mean what you say. 30% should be people who have the performance, you know, the innate performance capacity and also have the experience to deliver, to constantly deliver. Then 30% should be people who have the marketing range. Let's make it simple. That have following on social media. You cannot ignore any of the three. So when you're casting, you have to cast for profit. So that when you need those people to market and bring people in, the people in the social media prowess will bring people in. And when they come in, they will see performance from your performing actors. They will want to put your film to test to see how you're able to interpret the character and the culture and the nuances. They see it also. That's a balanced film. I'm going to end here for now. So I don't go too deep. It's already 7.45. Yeah, so, okay, so any um, questions so far? Any questions so far? Anything yeah, you want so to please, if you, if you have um, questions, please... Um, uh, request to be a speaker. I, mean, I have a question, so I'll do, you start with my my question. So, right. but if you have a question, please, guys, so that we can quickly, um, you know, make you a speaker and all. So, my question, my question is quite personal. It's a bit, uh, uh, I don't know. I was having these arguments with uh, Benga actually, and and it was about using personal funds to um, fund your movie, and this was me defending that oh i need to put in some of my own personal money even though i was trying to pitch to some people to get money you know but there was this argument of oh don't put your money it's it's, it's not right as a filmmaker to use your own money or whether it's right to put uh, your own money what, what would you say is your take on that if yes. you come to me and ask me to be a, a, a co-investor, an investor in your project, and I ask you how much have you put in the project, you say nothing, nothing, sir. I will not put my money in that project. You know, there's this, there's this thing they used to say back in the day that uh, if somebody has a child inside a car and they want to carry it in the car, enter because they will not kill their child. You know, if you if the car is risky, mm. you take it away. You understand? Know, I don't want to put it in there. But you get what I'm trying to say. So if the business you want to do with the film really makes sense, you put your money in there. No matter how small. So I don't believe that you... I believe you should put your money. The question is how much of your money should you put inside? 
If you are doing mm. an experimental project, if you are doing an experimental project, you need to put, don't use people's investment to do experimental project. Don't. I tried it and it burnt me. It burnt me. Use your own personal money, your own free money, money that if it dies, nobody's going to die. That's what you use for experimental project. Mm. If you want to do a project that you're sure has some commercial viability, I'll tell you how to do your own personal experiment. How I do my experiment is, when I make money, I keep a percentage of my money for what I call self-development. Self-development can be buying of books, might be going for trainings and all of that. But self-development also means experimenting. When I was an engineer, I used to save 10% of my monthly money to have funds to go and do some experiments in my personal lab in my house. I was a solar engineer. So I applied that also to my personal life now. So if someone pays you 100,000, you keep 10,000 on the side. Keep keeping that 10,000 on the side for your personal development. One day you have maybe 200,000, 300,000. You can find free camera, find free actor. You shoot your short film, test run yourself there. Don't come be using people's money to test run. My brother, EFCC is real low. Man, T is waiting for you. But also, you know, to do a business that is now realistically, you've done your forecast and it looks real. Don't also, don't also go and put all your money in it. Put some of your money. Mm. If you're going to come to me and say, oh, God, I need 20 million for a film, but I have raised 2 million. Now you ask me, but Mr. Chris, I don't have 2 million. Who told you you don't have 2 million? Who told you you don't have 2 million? Let me tell you how you have 2 million. So you're going to produce the film, right? That is money. You're going to drive your car or yeah. use your laptop as the system for the job. That is money. You're going to take your girlfriends. Your girlfriends are going to cook for the, all the cast and crew. That is money. You're going to keep maybe the supporting leader who's your friend in your house. That's accommodation money. You're going to use your, mm. your, your uncle's car as the prop car. That is your money. Evaluate all of them. Add them up and say, I'm investing. I'm, right now, I'm ready to expose $2 million. You didn't say cash. You only said $2 million. <laughs> So invest, whether it is not tangible or intangible, is for another this conversation. Please don't do a mm. project. Don't put. Don't do a commercial project with all your money. Also, mm. don't do a commercial project without your money. When I say money, I mean work. I thought maybe I should say this now because I did say this in this whole trade. I always say it every time I have to train young people. Understand that the production cost is different from the production work. The difference in the production cost and the work are the extra intangible things you put on top. Are your girlfriend's food you put, your brother's car that you use, your laptop that you use. So make sure that a good producer's worth of project is higher than the cost of the project. If I give you 20 million to make a film, you should make me a 30 million or a 40 million in a film. Next, que next question. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, Ugo, Ugo, the creative, so you can go on. Big name. Can anyone hear me? We can hear you. Good evening. Yeah, we can. Chris, good evening. Good evening. Um, <laughs> I want to say thank you so much. I think I've, I've actually learned uh, quite a lot in this session. Wow. Okay. And um, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I know, you, are, you, know, you know I'm always a follower. And, um, I know, I know, I know. I, I, think, I, I think what I wanted to ask is when I heard you, it's you mentioned something about um, having a, uh, um, uh, a a firm in Abuja that is into documentary. Uh, when I heard that, I remember I was doing something earlier today. Uh, I was trying to figure out um, a documentary that I wanted to do. So um, a question I wanted to ask is, 
I wanted to know, um, in case of a documentary, uh, um, most all the um, most all the people featuring on the show, like would would the story be a part of them? I'm trying to because uh, there's a story I have in mind, but I don't have um, okay, it's something that involves three people, but I don't have the three um, people as I don't have I'm not accessible to the three people, so I'm trying to know if it's possible to cast um, someone else to play one of the roles who is not um, an original person that the issue happened with. I don't know if you get my question. I get, I get a question. I get a question. So I, I, th I think um, I just need to maybe I should define this for you to so help your understanding. So there are documentaries and there are docu-films. The difference between a documentary and a docu-film, a docu-film is partly reality via fiction. So reality, so it's, Reality slash non-reality, uh, non as in uh, scripted slash unscripted, that's a docu-film. Whereas a documentary is supposed to be purely reality, unscripted. So what you're trying to do is to merge both. So there are cases people want to tell a documentary about maybe an accident that happened in Togo five years ago. And in the accident, three survived and one died. You know, you can actually tell the story from the three people that survived. And the one that died, you can actually reenact that one story. But you shouldn't yes. put it as a talking head. Don't put that one as a talking head. Put that as the reenactment that you add in the system. You know, the oh, like okay. docu-film is like Cleopatra on Netflix. It's a docu-film. It's not a documentary. It's a docu-film. So they did a lot of acting against voiceover. So while they are talking to her seven-generation child, they're also showing us videos and acting film of how things used to be. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, because yes. the moment you put the character there and put the person's name, you mislead your audience. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Okay. So moment, moment yes. you're talking, moment you do an interview in a documentary, you're telling us this is reality. The moment you're not showing reenactments, not bureaus, so reenactments, that now, I should also write it there that this was reframed, restaged, reenacted. So you don't lose your audience. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, okay. uh -huh. And moment you start, moment you start altering with the with the structure of your documentary, it becomes a docu film, which is also creative. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I answered the question. Yeah, I think I think I get what you're saying. So um so in essence, um um does it show when for instance you have seen those movies on Netflix? Do they write it a docu film or do they still uh, write it as a documentary? It's a, so docu film is a kind of documentary that is not purely unscripted. You can say oh, okay. I shot the sheriff, all of those things. Yeah. So they take they could take some footages from way back, and sometimes they will take some footages that are recreated. But what they normally will say is, if you watch all those um, crime 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 uh, stations, they'll tell you yeah. reconstructed. Because <laughs> how did you do, were you there when the thief came? How do you know the thief came by this through this window? So when the person narrates the story, they're not going to recreate it. But if you watch all those turning points, all those Christian um, uh, shows on TV in the morning, turning mm -hmm. points, seven hundred club, they will reenact it. They will tell you reconstructed. So because if you don't do that, your audience will get get confused. When I'm watching a film, oh okay, so at, at the, so at the beginning of the film, you just have to put reconstructed. Not on the picture. Whatever picture is reconstructed, you have to put it there. So if if you are mixing. Reality and non-reality. You have to put it on the video. So let me give an example. That's accident in Togo. If you want to show mm -hmm. the way the accident happened, when the car is screeching and coming, 
when you are reenacting that thing, you cannot write reconstructed. Oh, okay. So, because if you show the actual accident, they will think that there was a footage of the accident. If you've seen I Shot the Sheriff from Mali on Netflix, there are parts of it that were reenacted, and there are parts that were real videos. As an artist, he had people carry cameras around him. Or even um, Can't Stop, Who Stop, PGD story. There were some parts that were all notorious, biggie stories. They're always a mix of yeah. the... the uh, I'm doing a film called Train from Kafancha. And in the film, I want to place some real film stories and some old footages in the same film. Mm. Oh, okay. Do you get what I'm saying? So what in yeah. a film, if I'm, doing that, if I'm doing that in a movie, every time I'm showing a, an old footage that was real, I will write the source of the footage. And people will know that it's real. I can write CNN or NTA or BBC. So people know that, oh, this is real. When I'm showing my mm. own footage, uh -huh. they can also use your grading to differentiate them. But you have to be able to help your audience understand when they are in the real world and when they're in the fictional world. Do you get what I said? Because if not, you're going to yeah, lose your audience. You, you're going to, you might, let me say you will, you might lose your audience. But for oh, me, my stance is the moment you alter with your your the moment you script the not the when you want to script the utterances of your principal in a documentary, it starts being a documentary, it starts being it becomes a docu film. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This is Chris's stance, so I know Senaso be not holding right. <laughs> we didn't do we didn't do meeting and say that is the way it's gonna be. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, right. thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, we have uh, two most uh, people. I uh, will go with Dotun first. I think Dotun joined me, then we'll go to um, Steven. All right, okay. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Hi, very well thank you so um i think um I, I have a question or two but um one of the most important to me right now is the fact that i tried to apply for your christody master class master class with christody 4.0 and he said he wasn't receiving uh, responses anymore my own plea wow. is that please just admit me like everybody right here <laughs> but they are helping me to beg you that you just voila, voila. no because... it's not true I just opened the thing. I'm seeing somebody submitted by 6.40. So ah. try again. In your network, somebody submitted by 6.40 today, so it's working. Okay, okay. I'll, right. I'll do that. Thank right. you very much. Yeah. That in you. Yeah. Then let me now ask my question because my mind is just right. now. So my, <laughs> we're, done my question... we're done with the customer care question. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. All right. So my question is this. Um, for example, do we... So it's two in one. Do we have to put a known face to make cinema that will sell? That's number one. Number two is this. If we don't have to put a known face, if we make these movies, can we bring, like, we know that we have made a masterpiece. Can we bring it to, because I feel that many of the good movies, like very best of movies, like my own kind of story that we watch, are not even in the mainstream. Sometimes you see them at festivals. You see them travel around the world. At the end of the day, you don't get to see them on Netflix. You don't get to see them in the cinema or, you know, like we don't see them as home videos at the end of the day. So I'm saying if we make Chris. a beautiful film like that, can we bring to you, is there a way that you people that are up there can help us to market these films? 
So let me ask you a very honest question, man. Um, Dustin, why why do you want to take your film to the cinema? No, no, no. Um, it it doesn't have to be the cinema. Like, help us market these projects for people to see. Whether why do you want why, why do you want people to see your film? Okay, so because the reason why we make these films is for us to communicate a particular message. And we want a lot of people to see it. And we feel that if you take it to YouTube, for example, you're taking it to YouTube and sometimes at the expense of um, some TV channels on YouTube, I mean, at their mercy, and they'll tell you, okay, this is how much we are paying to buy a film, which at the end of the day, if, you don't, if people don't see it and you don't make money, you don't get to make another movie. So as much as we want to communicate a message to our audience we also want to make money so that we can make another film so i want people to see it and i'm hoping that when more people see more money will come in then we'll make another film excellent so so the the your question is very very um interesting you know but um the the, the greatest agony for filmmakers really those of us in nigeria is that we 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 were very very selfish in our thinking. So you are thinking mm. about your story, about what you want to do, and what concerns you. Yada yada yada. Let me tell you a simple story. So now mm. the owners of the cinema have invested lots of money, taking loans to build those magnificent things that you see, hoping that people walk in there and watch, so that they can make money to run their diesel and pay their loans and service the building. The people on the streaming platform, Iroko, Netflix, Amazon, have hired staff who they've told increase our subscribers. Our subscribers. So now, these people require some level of marketing. Because let me tell you something. If you're driving past a, a billboard and an unknown face is on the billboard, and you're driving past that same uh, billboard tomorrow, and there's a known face there, the tendency of you stopping to look at what this known face is doing is very, very high. So... As much as we don't want to put the known faces because the story needs to be told well or maybe we cannot afford to tell the story, keep in mind that the people that are buying your content are paying you that money because they want to also achieve a task. Get their cinemas running or get their subscriber base in their platforms increasing. So the moment you're not able to give them that value, they will jump over you to the next person. I don't know if you heard my, my, my distribution ratio of 40, 30, 30. Did you hear where you did that? Yes. That distribution is supposed to help you eat your cake and have it. In the sense of, there are always roles that no matter how terrible an actor is, you put the actor in what... If you give Mr. Macaroni example, Sugar Daddy in a film, he cannot mess it up. Mm. A Sugar Daddy that appears once or twice, he cannot mess it up. It would be so terrible to mess it up. But, but you say, ah, I don't want that kind of thing. Please, please, I'm a more creative filmmaker. But the point is, you're not putting him there because you want to be like other filmmakers. You're putting him there because one or two of those faces will help you have conversations. Let me tell you the truth. Even the streaming platforms, people are losing their jobs because they're not able to get subscriptions. And they've tied it down to people are selling films to them that are not totally star-studded. So people are not watching them. And so they are there on the platform, but they're not giving them numbers. And so they're not moving forward. So people are getting queries in the offices for that. Am I mm -hmm. making any sense? So you, you need are. to understand that there's a wider, there's a bigger picture in all of this thing. There's a bigger picture. It's beyond your film. Mm. It's beyond your film. 
So if you want to play ball at that level, bro, you need to, you see, Messi might not be the best player in the world, but he's the one that has trained himself, exposed himself to play at that level. Hmm. So no matter how good you are in Ojo Legba, you cannot, if you, don't, if you cannot play, play ball at that level, my brother, stay on YouTube. Hmm. YouTube is a fair graph for anybody. But if you want to make commercial fame, fame that will give you value for value, bro, you need to do some more. You need to do some more. So you know why Europe football is better than African football? Because the moment you are good at, in Africa, they take you out to Europe. So Europe is the, is the gathering of all the best legs in the world. Hmm. So you can't be there and be... So if you are, if you are a star in Aimba, when you go to... You know when I was one of the primary school, I was coming fifth, third, second in my primary school. And I changed school to one other bigger school. And I came 23rd. But that school was now where all the best people in my town were coming. You get what I'm saying? So, mm. in, I, in, I don't, don't know me that I was, I was one more eye man in the, in the black kingdom. You know, so you need to, if you want to play ball, bro, you need to come uh, up. You need to come up. And coming up, his decisions are more than just your story. Mm. The way you cast. As I said, I settled down. I told you guys how to cast for profit. But you also mm. have to be creative in your casting. You have to be creative in your casting. So you have to cast in a way that it looks marketable, but you don't lose the value and the texture of your film. Do you get what I just said? 100. Thank you very much, Mr. Craig. Thank you very so, much. So um, the second one you didn't get to answer that oh, sorry. Bring yes. to you. Can you help us? And you see it as a marketable My brother, product. This question, so I'm not, a, I'm not a distributor, first of all. My brother, I'm, I'm like you. I'm just that. Me, my owner started my, my business on the done. That's the difference between you and I. My business done the dance more. You all see the fire. You know? <laughs> so I don't have enough markets to sell. I'm a very honest, straightforward guy. I'm sorry. If it makes you offended, I'm sorry. I'm tired, tired of time. I don't have enough market for all my products. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm a prolific story creator. I created a story yesterday. I created another story today in my busy schedule. Stories come to me like water, by the grace of God. I don't have enough market to sell them. So there are people who their work is to distribute. Film One, Blue Pictures, Cinemax, uh, 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 Genesis, Viva, Viva. There are several of them that are distributors. Mm. And their work is to make sure that people who have made films can sell these films. So what I mm. could do, if you bring it, I can introduce you to them. But to say I will not become like a distributor, because mm. let me tell you, if I carry 10 films to Netflix, for example, I carry your film, your film is there, I have eight, your own is there, maybe... Uh, Don's one is also there. So eight of eight, eight of mine, one of yours, one of his. And they say they want seven films. I think I'll give them your own two first. Let's be honest now. So it's when I finish selling my eight, and I say, hey, hey, come, 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 sorry, yo. There are two young people in uh, Twitter space that say that they want to sell films. Come and take their own two. Think I'm saying. So let's be, let's be honest. So, but when it's a distributor who is out because of the fifteen percent, twenty percent, that's their business, and they also want to have a wider market. That is their work. So mm. I don't believe in producers taking over people's jobs. Let's everybody stay in there. Well, that's the way an ecosystem can run. People should stay. But I know that Blue Pictures are very open to conversations. Film 1 2, they get overloaded sometimes, but they're also open. Cinemax is a new company. It's, it's headed by the former uh, GM or the ED of um, Genesis, Ope. It's also open to new hands because he's starting a new distribution company. So they are there. They send them DMs. If you need me to now maybe introduce you to them, I can maybe say, if your film is good, though, I'm going to carry one mm. film that looks like a, a caricature. I say it's sweet, it's sweet, it's sweet. Mom, that my my mom says sweet. I'm just saying. Once <laughs> well, the people who say film is sweet, they'll send it to me the link. I'll see it. They'll say, what do you think? Like, I say, my brother, God is faithful. I can't tell them it's bad. So if the film is really, really good, I see it. The trailer is good. 
The film is lovely. It has all these all these things I've talked about. Good trailer, good good casting, good writing. I can make an introduction. I can promise an introduction, but I cannot promise to distribute your film for you. Thank you, Mr. Chris. Don't worry. Well. All right. All right. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, so sorry, so I think we have one more person and there we are. All right. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, yeah, good evening, uh, Mr. Chris. Uh, thanks for joining Abby for uh, speaking to us. Uh, my question is, is more of uh, on choosing a director and also your crew. What was the process like for choosing a director, most especially for for a young filmmaker who probably doesn't have like a you know people who who like are in the limelight, people that you know that yes, these people are really good at this, these people are really this that they've done things that you know you know what I'm trying to say. So what is your process yeah. for like getting a director and, and crew basically? Beautiful question, first of all. There are no other fast rules to these things. But however, I'll tell you what I do. I believe right. I believe that a film, I believe a film is a, it's a, it's a marriage. I believe it's okay. a marriage between the producer and the director to give back to a film project. So every other person in the All project right. is a midwife. The gaffer, the editor, oh. every other person is a midwife. So the producer comes right. with an idea, sells the idea to a director. Mm. The director takes the idea, implements the idea, brings out a beautiful baby. And both of them have to now nurture that baby to grow and becomes an adult, like father and mother. So the same way you mm. take your time to select your wife, you don't just take any random woman outside. Mm. You see, yes. I don't know before I got married, yeah. I, I looked at the things, the physical features I have. I saw the ones that I, I need I need them divine intervention on. I found a wife who had those <laughs> you know, you cannot have flat nose, I'm not married mm. flat nose wife. You don't want your children to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I rather yeah, when I was it. a child, I told myself my wife it. must be fine. There's no, I know to an argument. <laughs> she gets fine. So I'm cracking that joke to say to you that you have to look at the vision you have. This person yeah. you want to direct, you can say, Sabi direct, Sabi direct. What does Sabi direct mean? You see, the directors are creating a world. They have to understand the world they're about to create. This person you're about to hire, does he understand this world? I know that mm. he posted something one day that you see it's not all the time you hire people who, who have lived the world. I didn't say you must have lived in the world. Do you understand the world, either by research or by experience? I've never been an arm robber before. I've never seen a, I've never seen a robber. I've never seen a robber who they gone against me in my life, and I hope I never get to see it in the rest of my life. But I have researched and I've seen and I've heard stories of how people went through it. So I'm able to reenact it. Yeah. I'll tell you a, simple, yeah. I'll tell you a very simple short story. I did a pilot for, for, for Netflix in 2019 called Bamboo. We didn't finally make it to their... It's short? A, short, no, a, a, a pilot for a series. We didn't make it. They, didn't, oh, they, right. it, they rejected it. So, but however, right. when we were choosing who to direct the film, we chose the zoo, Juku. And this was the pitch he told me. Because the film was supposed to be like a, a young boy is with his mother in the clinic. He steps outside to work for his mother. She's talking in the clinic. And there's a, there's a, a terrorist attack on the clinic. And an explosion that kills his mom. So he stands outside and sees the clinic. His mom is inside. Explode and goes down. Now, when the thing happened in the film, the thing exploded. The mom's rapper flew into the air. I was going to see if her spirit was going. Then a debris from the explosion passed the boy's face. He looked so real and so, uh, uh, what's the word? So real that he, he raised hair on my body. 
when I asked him why he did that, he said that when they did the bombing in Eagle Square in Abuja a couple of years ago, he was close to that place. After he put that boy in, was the exact thing that happened to him. He grabbed his past his eye like that. So it was easy for him to have created that kind of thing because he had experienced it. Yeah, 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 I get it. So you see, when you want to hire, let's keep experience on this. Experience is, is, is now the last factor which helps you to know that it's going to happen. Because I've also had okay. the music video director before to come and direct the film for me. The first two days was excellent. Third day, he lost his brain. He's not used to being on set for more than two days. <laughs> so he couldn't, he didn't know what would happen. He didn't know how to stay the third day. He said, like, becoming cranky on the fourth day, we fired him. So, <laughs> so apart from even knowing what to do, to be able to do it on a different level. I mean, not simple enough to play football. And you put them on a big stadium with 60,000 fans and they can't kick ball anymore. Yeah, they're calling yeah, their names, they're scared. You know, so these things, you have to mm. to play ball on that level. Before you get to experience, you have to also look at first. Especially you understand this world. That's one. Two, does this person believe in my vision? Because no matter how mm. good your director you are, if you don't believe in your producer's vision, you're gonna, it's going to be a failure. It's mm. like marrying out of love. If you don't marry out of love, no matter how beautiful the girl is, the marriage is going to fail. Because when all the beauty fades away, it's the love that keeps them together. So it's the vision that keeps the producer and director together. So first, does he believe? Does he understand the world? Second, does he believe in your vision? Third, third, is he, does he want to take this, so let me give it, let me, let me say this very well. Does he want to take this project on? So some people have done a particular kind of thing before, and they're not enthusiastic about doing it again. You know, go and hire yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, Don't that's hire somebody that doesn't look that's forward true. to work. In fact, even the driver of your boss, if the person is not excited about the work, don't hire the person. Because you see, mm. our work is so important. Vibes, energy is so important in filmmaking. Yeah. You yeah. can't just take somebody because the person says, Have you worked? Have you worked? Ah, he's very good, he's very intelligent. Yes, we are doing <laughs> it, but does he want to do the work? Is he going to take the passion to do the work? Is he going to be there? Then finally, is there an experience? Because that's what will now help you guarantee the certainty of your job coming out. But this is the way of, first of all, you have to understand the world. Second, you have to understand, you have to believe my vision. Third, you have to be ready to take the engage, the work, make with excitement. And fourthly, you have to have some experience yeah. to play back for. If you fit all of this, I can bring you in. And this has nothing to do with your, your salary or your popularity or whatever. Because I've seen small producers. You see, every director that is big today, there was a film that made them big. Yeah. If I'm me, I, I believe personally that instead of chasing big directors, grow with the director. The way mm. me and Mr. Ramji are partners, if he's doing, if I see his body language where he is, I know what is wrong. So I've worked for seven years together. I understand him like the back of my hands. There's way he will sit down, I know he's discouraged. There's way he will sit down, I know that he's excited. There's way he will sit down and say, they're going to give me coffee. Yeah. Yeah, so I've entered it. I think, I think that. So, um, I, the thing is, I think some people started, um, started you know trying to get to speak so i think what we're going to do I, um, the, um after um we have two more people actually and so after those two will not take anything so let's make it let's let's do it like this um so it will be um Ulukoya Benjamin, please ask you ask his question then next person and they'll wrap up so please please okay <laughs> all right thank you yeah Good evening, uh, Mr. Chris. Good evening. Thank you so much uh, for the for the knowledge that you have poured into us this night. You, it's 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 really worth the time. Yeah. 
Um, we've actually wo- I've actually worked with you, I think once or twice before. Yeah, and uh, I um unscripted. So I can relate, I can relate with all you've been saying. It's, in fact, even that set was really wonderful. I was there listening to your discussion with Yeah, yeah. So my question is this: I want to I want to take you back to the funding parts. Okay. You know, I have a film. I I have a two million, and this film is going to cost twenty million. So if this investor uh, eventually agrees to pull down his or her money, how do I protect myself in the uh, eventually if we run the film and the film you know gets marketed, gets distributed, and we make money? So how do I protect myself because this movie is my idea? I wrote it. I I did everything that I needed to do, and still my two million is in there. But this person is bringing in the larger chunk of the money. So how do I protect myself? Okay. Paperwork. First up is mm. lawyers are not luxury. Especially when you are the smaller person in the conversation. Lawyers are not luxury. Okay. So get a lawyer. I used to crack this joke. I say in case you're not, if you're not married, and if you're not dating anybody, if you want to date, go and find a lawyer, go and date a lawyer. My dear, use your love, get sense. Because dating a lawyer is the best I can do to you. <laughs> she will read all your contract. He will read all your contract for you. <laughs> go and find all this time you're not sleeping up and not sleeping, wasting your sleep. Go and sleep with someone that's a lawyer that will give you good legal services. The truth is, you need a lawyer in your life. That's what I'm saying. Long and short. A lawyer who has your back, who will find any loophole, who will argue for you. Then write it on paper and sign it. Keep the copy in your not keep it where you are keeping mm. credentials. You see, you guys understand that mm. this work we do, eh? It's like landed property. The land that your children will inherit are these things you are, these jobs you are doing. Chino Achebe is dead and gone. His book is still feeding his family. His book is still mm. feeding his family. Fela is dead and gone. His songs are still feeding his family. These IPs. These things are the things that will keep your family to. This is your land. So protect it well. Do paperwork. Be clear in the terms. Now, while you are bringing two million naira, don't forget that the idea is also worth something. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. The idea, the yeah. idea of the film, the story idea, is worth something too. It's called IP, intellectual intellectual property. So put all of those things in the document. Keep it simple. Me, uh, Olukoya, I will bring two million naira cash and story idea. You, you are bringing eighteen million. You write and sign. When the money comes out, we will share it by this. I will take twenty percent. You will take eighty percent. Write it out. Sign, sign. Witness. Let the lawyer witness it for you. Sign. Impossible. Seal it. Mm. Then mm. don't shoot the thing and go and give your investor. An investor is an investor. Shoot the film, you go to a distributor to distribute the film. Let the distributor let everything be through you. Don't just shoot and go and give the owner say because he's a rich man. Even if he says he has somebody in Netflix, let him introduce you to the person. Mm. Protect your 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 work to the end. 
but also have integrity. Because the stealing is both ways. Mm. As much as filmmakers' ideas are being stolen, filmmakers are also stealing other people's money. When the money now comes, you now realize that's when you want to move house. That's when you realize your car is not moving well. That's when you realize your mother is sick in the village. So have integrity too. But my brother, it's, it's better to have a case in court that you're fighting for. You're not to have a case at all. Mm. Powerful. That's what I'm saying. Let's even have cases be that they duped you and the case is in court and the judge is being bribed. It's a different conversation than when you don't have anything at all. That's one. Then two is I don't know why people go and do business people they don't know. So even if you have all the money in the world, eh? but that's why I said at the beginning of this training, don't put pressure on your project by hoping that project will feed you. Because when you put pressure, you make the wrongest decisions. If you have money, mm. and you say you have done film before, I want to go and talk to the person you did the film before with. What happened between both of you? How did the end? Mm, because mm, my brother, I don't want to mm. take one chance in this my life. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so, okay, so for the last person, uh, Director T. Okay, good evening, all. Good evening, Director T. Thanks for this platform. And Mr. Chris Ode. Mm, my brother from Inugu. Nice hearing from you. My brother from Inugu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually had this question in mind at uh, Co City Film Festival, uh, but based on how the class held that day, we were unable to. Yeah. My question is about contracts to to your actors, contracts to your to your crew members before before, especially the actors. We know Nigerian actors, some of them behave, behave so unprofessional. So what is your say on contracts, like contracting them on a particular project? Is it a must or we can do without it? Me, I cannot do anything with that contract. Too. See, that's too, okay. me, I, first, I cannot beg somebody to do my work. This, um, as my level, okay. as my level eh, there's this one I wanted, to, I wanted to hire for a project that's starting in two weeks' time. The lady told me she's not available. I could get the body language. She wanted me to maybe engage with her, beg her some more, so she would do shakaraj, and I said, okay, I will manage it. But I thought of it. If I beg her to do this work, will I beg her to stay in the work? If something goes wrong in the work, will I beg her? I can't really beg, will I beg? I do that, no problem. I say, if that's what you feel, no problem, thank you. Because I cannot hire somebody who doesn't see value in doing my work. Okay. I don't care how talented you are. So, because I, why, why I said that is because the way you start the relationship with the actor is the way you put it with Yes. When you're already doing, hey, I'm not saying you should disregard actors. Value them, respect them. But respect is mutual. Yeah. It's both ways. So do not yeah. put yourself on the ground for them to step on top of you. Let's keep the facts set. You are the one hiring them. They're not the ones hiring you. Remember that fact. Yeah. You are the one yes. hiring them. You're the one paying them. So if it's an office, you are the boss. However, okay. however, because it's a creative business, parties need to have their yes. hands. So put everything on paper. If you hear the person is top one and all of that, unless I say look for a lawyer, a respectable lawyer. By the time they see the lawyer that is backing you up, they will behave themselves. Okay. They will behave themselves. So let it be signed. And if you hear the person comes late to set, put it there. In cases where the person comes late to set, money will be deducted from salary. Let it be in the paper. Let them know that you are not. And also, be there to pick them on time, put them in a good hotel, give them food on time. 
Don't be late with food and late with hotel and I say you must come to set early. No, no. Okay. So play your part well. But most importantly, put it on paper and sign it. Okay. Sign it. Like I said before, it's better right. to have a case in course. Not to have a case at all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Zach. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, too. Thank you for joining us. I think I'm sure everybody will agree with me that today's class was very enlightening. If you don't know, um, Mr. Chris was one of our judges, you know, our esteemed judges, and he was, you know, so you guys can expect, you know, some of the best films, short films, uh, premiering on 6th of June. If you've not registered, please do it 6th of June uh, next week, Tuesday. So, and also, I mean, one of the reasons why we have this platform is to you know network so please follow the next person beside you um follow the film joint also uh on twitter and on instagram so you can get updated on happening stuff on the premiere and uh, more things about filmmaking so thank you very much everybody uh, thank you very much again uh, mr chris Ude, uh, and you know, have a great night everyone